Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to the DPI Podcast. I am Matt. I'm going to be bringing on Peter with Princesses of the Mouse Disney Travel here real soon. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Some news over in Disneyland. We had a Tampa Bay Buccaneer visit Disney World after the Super Bowl. And some surprising uses of magic bands uh, coming up from Disney World. So stick with us and we will be getting going here in a little bit. Right. So if you want to check us out on some of our social media accounts, Facebook at DPI Podcast, over on Twitter at Disney Insights, we are on YouTube, Instagram, we have a website, we have a photography website, we have blogs, we have podcasts, we have the whole gambit. I mean, if you want something, we've got it for you. Um, So you just have to find it. Go over to the Facebook page. Links to all of the accounts are over on the Facebook page. Let me bring on Peter with Princesses in the Mouse travel and we will um get in today's top stories hey peter how you doing tonight two more weeks two more weeks hey don't say that too loud My wife might come up and throw something at me. Oh, sorry. That was too loud? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I'm going to put my mic away. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The mic is going further away. Okay. Two more weeks. Okay. Uh, So, yeah. So, two more weeks till our trip. Um, Let's get into today's top story. Gronk went to Disney World. I mean, that's that's what I'm going to put as our top story today. Um and they put him behind a bunch of walls and said, you can't see him. We're going to do confetti and everything. But you, the normal person, are not allowed to be involved. Um, I think a lot of people were pretty pissed off about that. Um, they actually did all of his photo shoots and everything in the back lot to the left of Main Street as you're looking at the castle. And it's uh, kind of what they had to do without so crowds wouldn't grow. Because when they did have him out, in more of a public area, they couldn't get crowds to disperse. Um, so, you know, probably a good thing they didn't do the whole parade or even try and do a cavalcade with him there because you know that Magic Kingdom is usually packed the day after the Super Bowl just because of this. Um, for me, it doesn't necessarily bode well for parades coming back because people just can't figure out how to, to space out when these things are coming through, even with the lower capacity 
So, um, first, what were your thoughts of the Super Bowl? Wait, of the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a sports question first. Tizzy well, the day after. No, the Super Bowl. My favorite thing here was my favorite thing about the Super Bowl, Matt. My favorite thing about the Super Bowl was during halftime when all of the commentators were talking about how lopsided and clearly biased the referee flags were. And I was just sitting there laughing going, but two weeks ago, Packers fans were nuts for saying that. <laughs> it, because it was like, it's it, it serious. That was, that was very um, vindicating for me yeah. because I'm a huge Packers fan as, as you know, and, and now the podcast knows and the, it's not that the Kevin King last play of the game, the last real play of the game, because obviously there were, there were kneels downs after that, but the Kevin King f- play that on a third and eight on a ball that was five yards over the receiver's head, that was called that was called defensive holding. I know it was a penalty. It was defensive holding, but there were multiple other times in the game where Packers receivers were held and they were, letting it play but then when the game was on the line and it was okay let's send tom brady and the tampa bay buccaneers to the super bowl yeah that was the flag they chose to throw so it was nothing about the kevin king play fine throw that flag but throw the other two flags where our receivers were getting held on a third and six and um i forget what the other situation oh it was on the interception in the second quarter Yeah, yeah yeah the receiver was the, the defensive back literally pulled himself even with our receiver by yanking on Alan Lazard's jersey in order to pick off the ball. But, no, we're just going to let him play there. And it was, <laughs> it was very vindicating to me on a national stage to listen to every single one of the halftime commentators and Jim Nance and Tony Romo talk about how clearly biased and one-sided the officiating was. Yeah, That was very nice for me. That was my favorite thing about the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I think my favorite thing was watching the weekend trying to get out of the the ride after Smuggler's Run. Dude, watching that part where he was in the lights, <laughs> I'm not prone to motion sickness. I about <laughs> threw up. And I am not prone to motion sickness. That part where he was like like I don't know what is going on and why would they think this was a good idea to give this man a GoPro or whatever the hell he was holding? Oh, so yeah, so 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 Gronk Gronk goes to Disney the day after. Normally, you know, you have multiple players that go to Disney the day after. Um, Gronk was the one that ended up there uh, yesterday. Looks like he hit at least Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. I don't know about the other parks. I didn't see any pictures in the other parks, but I did see pictures with Rise of the Resistance and with the castle in the background. So. You know, fair to say that he was at least those two parks. It sounded like he hit like the the highlights of Disney and then left. So the nice thing about being rich, I guess. Yeah, the um so on your topic about the parades and Gronk and all of that stuff, I thought the same thing when I was there in August or in um in October for fall break. When we were there, all they were running was pop up cavalcades. And I felt when the cavalcade went by, the crowds that swarmed that area 
I immediately thought, oh my goodness, there's no way they could bring parades and nighttime shows back because even just the pop-up unannounced ones were drawing serious crowds. And based on what you and I are seeing out of reports from yesterday, seems like the same, the same process is true when, uh, I don't know how many, well, I guess he's won all seven as well. Cause he's been with Brady the whole time as well. So, um, you know, he's got more championships than the Steelers franchise at this point. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. You want to throw, want to throw me through the mud. Yeah. I'll throw <laughs> yours back at you, buddy. <laughs> No, you know, when we were there, when we were there over Christmas, now we were at Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day, I didn't feel like the pop-up parades, the pop-up cavalcades were too bad. There were a couple where we got ourselves like right in that Frontierland Liberty Square area where it's kind of a bottleneck anyway, um, that they, they were kind of crowded, but we watched the princess one come down main street, um, and had plenty of room. We watched the Dapper Dans go up and down Main Street Street in the morning. We had plenty of room. So I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like it's terrible, but I don't think it's to the point where they can have something where they can schedule it and say, hey, we're going to have a parade at 3.30 and let everybody line the streets. I I don't think people are going to handle that well. Yeah, maybe I, I, caught, I caught the princess and the villain – cavalcades um back in that frontier land area because during that time we were one of the times we were grabbing dole whips and i heard the music so i said go run run i'll get the dole whips um, and then another time i think we were like coming out of splash mountain and the gates just happened to open as we were walking across the bridge or something like that so yeah yeah um it, maybe maybe that's it is just the fact that you know everybody just kind of rushes there from you know that that area of the park is a big thoroughfare because a lot of people are jumping from park, you know, area to area and moving through that area as they go in and out of frontier land and over to Liberty square and back up to fantasy land and all of that over to adventure land and all that stuff. So maybe, maybe that's just it. Maybe that's just kind of a choke point, but I agree with you. I don't think you can announce we're going to do this thing at this time because Everybody in the park will be there. Correct. And, and, you know, with the projections on Cinderella's Castle, I felt like they did it long enough through the night that once you saw a few of them and saw the transition and saw the little fire pyrotechnic thing that they put off at that transition, I think you were good. We saw all four of the projections. We didn't stay there for an hour to watch all four of them, but we caught all four of them at some part while we were walking around the castle at night. Um, but I don't feel like the crowding was there. I mean, we actually took a half hour worth of photos of the kids with a strand of Christmas lights in front of the castle and rarely had anybody around us. So, you know, it was also like 31 degrees or something stupid um, while we were there too. So that might've been all the locals got home to their heaters and we actually had the park to some of the thicker skinned uh, northerners. (laughs) Yeah, all so. the all the locals are hiring Sherpas to guide them home. <laughs> so, 
So yeah, so let's let's move across the country and jump over to mm-hmm. Disneyland and talk about the news that kind of came out. It trickled out last week that they were bringing back some cast members, but a real big announcement was made this morning on the addition of the Disney California Adventure Food Festival. So think of it like the Food and Wine Festival. Not a lot of details have come out yet, but it's sounding more and more like it's going to be set up like the Food and Wine Festival at Epcot, um, but at Disney's California Adventure, and they're recalling a thousand employees. Um, whoa, 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 hey, hey, cast members. What, is this your first day? They're called cast members, Matt. A thousand cast members. Thank you. Um, so big. That's a big number. That's a big starting point for. Um, bringing Disneyland back. And I think you're going to see a lot of this. There's a lot of things that are kind of coming into play right now. You've got the um, California government actually starting to press Newsom about changing the levels of theme parks. You have this recall happening that they're still working on signatures for Newsom. So I think as the noose tightens around Newsom's neck... Whoa! It's, it's kind of dramatic. <laughs> They're just, trying, they're just trying to remove him from office, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, this, Kevin, watch out. this isn't Splash Mountain or anything, but... Um, oh, my God, I won't. I mean, I don't like you all that much, but watch out. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's just... Um, it, it's, it's a good stepping point. It's a good starting point. Um, so, you know, hopefully we hear a lot more. You know, what else do you know about that, Peter? Um, very, very little has been released. So there's very little to know, um, over a thousand cast members have been called back and there are, they're calling it the, um, they're calling it an experience. They're calling it an experience and starting next month, you can purchase tickets to this California adventure experience. Now, exactly what you said. Um, seems like it has some food and wine undertones that the stands are, you know, <clears throat> all of those temporary booths are going up. But I I really do wonder with – it's funny because last Tuesday you and I talked about how they were recalling a couple hundred cast members and um, – we were kind of speculating what places would have reservations. And then the next morning I got confirmation that Carthy circle was allowing reservations again. And that was one of the places that I mentioned on the podcast (laughs) was Carthy circle and, and, um, and the wine, uh, Trattoria wine country and and all those other places in there. So uh, the very next morning, Carthy circle started uh, allowing reservations to be booked. So, Yes, it seems like more of a festival, but I also wonder if, you know, maybe they throw two or three ride experiences in with that because the crowd levels are by special ticket only. They have already nixed all of the pass holders. So I'm I'm really starting to think as these last, I don't know, month has gone by, Mm -hmm. Disneyland has a grand orchestrated plan for how they are going to reopen, right? We've already talked about how 
I would say somewhere between 60 and 70% of Disneyland guests are of the pass holder variety. So they just nixed all of that, right? They just boom, gone. We're, we're reimbursing you or we're, we're legacying you into this discount program, but done. You're not allowed in our parks. Um, and then they recall and they start letting some restaurants reopen. And now a week later we get, Hey, we're actually recalling four times as many people. And we have this experience coming that you have to purchase a ticket for pass holders. There's no such thing anymore. So I think this is our look at a soft reopening of Disneyland so that, I don't know, potentially Disneyland executives can shove it in Newsom's face and say, see, look, we're doing it just fine, just like Disney World and other entities around yeah. the nation. So, yeah, big stepping stone there. Um, hopefully we get more news. I think, you know, what I talked about last week was, you know, late June, early July, kind of how World did it last year, where you had maybe a legacy pass holder preview, and then you have a, a public opening, you know, a couple weeks later or the next week. So um, I, I still think that timeline, I'm, I'm going to stick with that timeline. I, it just makes a lot of sense with everything that's going on right now. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Um, so let's hop on a plane, go back across the country, back to Disney World, and we're going to talk some magic bands. Because at the beginning of the year, um, Disney actually removed the complimentary magic band option from the website. And basically, they brought in this key to the kingdom passport. And they look like the luggage tags that they took away as well. Uh, and and these they have characters on them. But just recently in the past week, magic bands started popping up on the trip planning part of the website again and the big news with that is that this morning there were 43 different options on there and if you've ever planned a trip and done the magic bands through the site normally there's only you know 15 maybe 20 options and it's your standard colors and then maybe a few character options and that's it this had all of the special release ones. This had all of the show ones. This had all of the special color ones. And really the only ones that I didn't see on there were the new sparkle ones. So 43 different magic bands on the Disney site right now that you can pre-order for your trip at a discounted price to use as your magic band. Is Disney just trying to get rid of stock here? The, I don't know, the quick, the quick and honest answer to this is I'm just waiting to find out because they're talking about how your smartphone is going to be able to do more things and they really want you jumping into that My Disney Experience app, which, you know, a seasoned <clears throat> Disney goer already does all of that, but it's still nice to have that band as your your touch point to all of the various things that you arrange and you book. So I really don't know what this, this kind of 
tips to, I would guess exactly like you said, I would guess they're just offloading stock. They're just trying to, to get things out of the warehouse as they minimize things down, but it doesn't, nothing says that they're taking away the magic bands. They just taken away the complimentary solid colors because what I was looking at, the discount on the special ones was very similar to what you could already get. And then the colored ones, the standard colors of pink, purple, orange were sure. They cost money now, but they're next to nothing. $5. Right. Like, okay. Five bucks plus a little bit of shipping. Okay. So um, now if you charge me five bucks, you're just covering your cost on them. You know, to me, to me, this, this move still doesn't make a whole lot of sense because when I think of the magic bands and when you think of like a consumer, a a consumer spending aspect on this, when you have a magic band, you're not necessarily thinking about every time that you scan it. So you're scanning it at your retail shops, you're scanning it at restaurants, you're scanning it at a lot of, you know, vending carts and that kind of stuff. And for Disney, I feel like the Magic Band is a huge moneymaker because of those those places. Because you don't necessarily have to pull out your wallet, get a card, and think about making that purchase. You just go, bang, type in your pin, and it's on your room. So, it, to me, it just seems like when you lose the Magic Band... I think you actually lose the spending portion of some of your consumers. I think so as well, because exactly like you said, it's more of a convenience type thing. Exactly like you said, if I'm pulling out my credit card every time, well, I'm a lot more hesitant to pull out my card. You know, I I really am. But if I have that magic band and I just scan that thing, it's not until much later at night, maybe several days later, that I go, oh, my God, why did we spend $68 at the Emporium? Oh, my God. You know, but at the same time, to be fair with Disney, taking the Magic Band away, I mean, it does it does mitigate some of this. <laughs> you know, I have... You want to do one of those Christmas things where we take one off every day? <laughs> You know, so, no, no, there's got to be a happy medium, right? Like a brand new guest walks up to the front desk and they say, what color would you like? And they activate you a magic band yeah. versus this, right? I, I got more. This is just what I quick scooped. There are other ones still on their stinking cardboard of the, hey, you're going, see, here, I'll show you. <laughs> There are some still on the cardboard that they come on. So, um, you know, I there's got to be a happy medium, though, because exactly what you said, having this little band, boy, it, it's not even a – there's a no-brainer. You're like, yep, no problem, yep, no problem, yep, no problem, yep, no problem. Um, but, yeah, taking out my card every time, that's a hassle – you know, there are some days that I go to the parks and all I take with me is my ID in case I get carded. I don't even take my wallet whatsoever because, yeah. you know, especially if I'm going to somewhere like Animal Kingdom and I plan on riding 
you know, Collie River Rapids. I know they have free lockers, but I, I don't really need anything except for my ID when I have that magic band because it yeah. does everything I could possibly want and more in terms of purchasing and and all of that stuff. So I don't know. It could just be because they're no longer supplying the free ones that they have a tremendous amount of stock. It could be that by getting rid of the free ones, it has reduced the demand on that site that was keeping all those special ones limited. And and so now we're just seeing the stock replenishing itself because we're a couple, you know, we're a month and a couple days into it's not free anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I, I still talk to all of my guests and say, hey, we probably want to buy magic bands. There's a there's a big reason for it. But I'm also curious, like, am I going to be able to start using my smartphone and holding it up to the scanner and scanning in for my fast pass time and and other stuff like that? You know, are they going to enable they going to enable location? I mean, location services are already there. So, yeah, easily it would work already. Right. They already probably have the technology in the app. You would think so. Um... Well, it already it already knows if I'm in the park on like getting a wait time at a restaurant if you're not in the park you try and join a walk-up list it goes nah you're not close enough yeah and the disney play experience in some of the lines right you know yeah it pops up going hey i see you're in soren's line you want to play this trivia exactly exactly so uh yeah yeah. the the magic band thing is still something that irks me because i really do enjoy the magic bands and and love the ease of them so I hate to see them being phased out in any form, um, but hopefully... Too, but I really only use two of them, and I've got like 12. Yeah, yeah. You and me both. Um, so last thing that I've got on my uh, my list of things to talk about is the Legacy Wall came back into Epcot. Uh, the Leva Legacy Wall. So, if you remember Epcot, if you've been there in the last few years, uh, they had those big triangular uh, stone structures as you walked up to Spaceship Earth from the entrance that had all those little embossed pictures on them or etched pictures on them, lithoed pictures. And then when they redid the entrance, they took all those down. Well, they have reappeared in a new form, and it's big, it's bold, it's bright, it's colorful, but it's got all the same pictures on it. So it's nice to see those back. And it sounds like they're opening it up again for people to pay to have their picture in the park. So pretty cool for that to come back. I was wondering what they were going to do with it because I think there was something in the contract of those that they were going to stay around for so many years or something like that. Um, so cool to come back. I just saw them this morning, uh, not person, but through pictures. Lots of colors on the outside of the entrance now. So once you walk past like the information center and everything on the right-hand side as you're coming in the entrance, all of those are down that walkway to the right and actually butt up to the construction wall. They almost look like they're part of the construction wall. Um, so really cool to see those back. But as you have seen, not a ton of news down in Disney World. Um, better news over in Disneyland. Peter, you got anything else that you're seeing that I didn't mention? I feel like the answer is yes, but I'm just not sure. I feel like there was some cruise line. 
So uh, Disney and well, it wasn't Disney. CDC announced that they made another oh, level. It. Yeah, it was just Disney. It was just Disney Cruise Line kind of aligning themselves to the new CDC recommendation. But yeah, it seems like they're really aiming for a April May relaunch of the cruise lines. Um, it's just a. Again, it goes back to the question of health screenings and proof of vaccination and what what other things might they initiate before you can walk on to the cruise. It is it is it's almost weird seeing people without face masks and then you bring it up to them and they go, oh, I'm vaccinated. And you're like, wait, does that mean you don't have to wear a face mask? Wait, but you're. I don't even know where risk assessment is at this point. I what what basically what the CDC said is cruising or going on a cruise line is a level four um, type environment to where you have direct person to person involvement in, in tight and closed spaces. Um, so they're rating it higher than even like a nursing facility um, because at a nursing facility you can you know, go outside and you have some outside influence, but they're also recommending some type of quarantine period. Once you come back, um, which kind of nicks is like a land and sea or something like that. If you wanted to do that, I mean, not that they're offering anything right now, but to do a land and see that it almost feels like they wouldn't even let you do that. If they're asking you to do a quarantine period after a cruise, you just do the land part first. Yeah. Go land, sea, quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't <clears throat> I don't know. You can uh and I don't know how they can enforce that. Like you get back and they put you up in a hotel for two weeks and monitor the Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just I, I don't know how they're gonna do any of the things. It's like stapling money to clouds. I mean Yeah, can I like can I just work my way around that by not flying and by just renting a car from port canaveral back yeah. up to indiana and i don't i don't know there's just feel like sometimes we're just throwing darts at a moving target while blindfolded in the dark yeah sometimes it does feel like that um but we're gonna see here in june hopefully and we'll let you guys know so by we, he means him. Yeah, and the kids. Yeah. We will let you know about Disney World in two weeks. We will. Two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> I'm back to where we started. I'm back to where we started. This is, this is where we're at now. Well, I think that's a good place to end now. Uh, so... Thank you guys all for watching. Um, if you do have any questions, hit us up on one of the social media accounts over on Facebook at DPI Podcast, over on Twitter at Disney Insights, and definitely want to check out that YouTube channel as we have a ton of stuff coming out over the next few weeks, uh, including the night ride of Living With The Land that we released last week. Um, there's a new trailer on there. We, we've taped for three episodes now so four or five episodes now four. Four what plus the ride reviews yeah so yeah we've got a lot we've got a lot coming we've got ali 
on Thursday. Who knows what we're going to talk about with the DPI family episode coming up Thursday. So we've got a ton going on. So stick with us um, and you will inevitably learn something about Disney or one of us. And who knows? It might be the best thing, best piece of knowledge you get all day. So keep yourself safe. Stay warm if you're up north. And we will see you guys at the parks real soon. Bye now.